Welcome back. The Hammer Down Show continues. 1017 The Hammer, 1017 TheHammer.com. Want to go over the Hammerhead Hotline? My good buddy over here, Tom Deanhart from GoldenBlack.com is on with us. Uh, Tom, ha- great to have you on here in the new year. Uh, first off, before we get into rumors and all this other stuff, boy, what a heck of a holiday uh, to go and watch Purdue down there in Nashville pull off what I don't want to say it was improbable, but I mean, let's face it, it really seemed like the deck was kind of stacked against them, and uh, that's that's a hell of a win in the Music City Bowl, buddy, wasn't it? Well, yeah, you consider the, the personnel that was missing there, your two best players, obviously, in Karloftis and Bell, and you don't have your number one left offensive tackle, you don't have your number two receiver, Milton Wright, you don't have a starting cornerback, and Diedrich Mackey, so yeah, I mean, Purdue... Uh, uh, was without its its top shelf talent, and boy, so many guys stepped up when they were needed to deliver clutch performances, and like you said, um, bring home one of the uh, most improbable and exciting wins I think in Purdue history. Yeah, and and that's punctuated by you know Brock uh, Brock Thompson's out there on on crutches after the game. I, I don't understand how his legs were functioning. I hope he was told he couldn't do any more damage because, I mean, like, you just see him wincing in pain, and I'm like, buddy, it's a bowl game. It's it's not worth it. But he wanted to be out there, and he powered through it. And, I mean, you want to talk about the stuff of legend, Tom. I mean, yeah. that that guy should not have to buy a, a drink in West Lafayette <laughs> ever again. Yeah, and, boy, he was moving pretty well for a guy who was not obviously 100%. I was surprised, especially that first touchdown with how he how was running. You know, in the lead-up to that bowl game, all through December, Jeff Brom kept telling us, again, he was not 100%, that he would indeed need surgery after the season, but he was going to tough it out. And I had no idea the extent of the injuries, needing surgery on both knees. And, again, seven catches, over 200 yards, a game MVP. I mean, you talk about stepping up, and like you said, one of the more clutch performances we saw throughout the entire college football postseason landscape. We're talking with Tom Deanhart on the uh, Hammerhead Hotline here from goldenblack.com. All right, let's get to the big rumors that are kind of floating out there uh, today. Uh, we kind of talked a little bit about it. It was probably a little bit premature, but when you have the success that Purdue has, other programs come calling for your assistance. Now, Brad Lambert's name is being thrown out with some, uh, what, some ACC schools, and I kind of feel a, a lateral move would be Wake Forest or Virginia, but nonetheless, uh, it is getting reported that there's some interest in there. Um, is there some mutual interest that you're aware of, Tom? And uh, you know, if he does leave, what happens? What do you know? Yeah, it sounds like uh, the Wake Forest thing may be a done deal, if you believe some of the reports from FootballScoop.com in particular, which is a website that's very dialed into all the coaching moves, and um, not just Brad Lambert, but Purdue cornerbacks coach James Adams. Sounds like both could end up going to Wake Forest. And, again, uh, Lambert's got great history at that school. Coached through, I think, for 10 years. Under Jim Grobe was the coordinator for three years. Real affinity for the ACC in that program. And James Adams, of course, was a linebacker at Wake Forest. He came to Purdue last year to coach cornerback. So, yeah, that's, again, if you believe football scoop, you know, that's a, those are two moves that could be taking place here shortly. We shall see. Lambert was rumored to be a candidate for the D.C. job at Virginia as well. But, again, looks like there's more legs 
maybe him going back to Wake Forest. So we shall see a big loss for Purdue if it does materialize, obviously. Um, that would mean Purdue's on its fourth defensive coordinator in four years. And we all know what that defense meant to the 2021 team. It was really the backbone of the program. And Lambert was the guy who called the defense on game days. And not only is he a, a sharp defensive mind, but he's a great guy. And he would be a big, big loss just from a personality standpoint as well. So I hope the reports are wrong. More shall be revealed. We'll probably find out something here, I'm guessing, uh, sooner rather than later. If, let's say that happens and both those guys are gone, it's probably a little or too early to speculate what Jeff Brom would do, but do you feel, I mean, you're down to two co-defensive coordinators, which uh, I don't know if that's below the threshold of what you need or not, but uh, would, uh, I mean, do you think you would keep it with just those two? Who, who would inherit the play-calling duties, or do you feel like, you know, if Jeff Brom would go out and find the right candidate, he would bring in yet another co-defensive coordinator? We just go back to what worked in 2021. There's already reports that Ron English would get promoted, and he would be the guy calling the defense if this happens. Um, of course, he's the co-defensive coordinator slash secondaries coach, and again, that that's probably what would happen. Uh, I had heard talk that before Ron English came to Purdue last year, he wanted to be the guy to call the defense, but Purdue already had Lambert in place to do that. Um, here we are a year later, and it looks like English would get his wish. And Ron English brings a very lengthy resume uh, with him. I mean, he's been a coordinator at Michigan, at San Jose State, um, at Louisville. And as a matter of fact, that's where his pass crossed with Jeff Brom back in 2008. They were both assistant coaches at Louisville. So Brom had a familiarity with Ron English. He tried to hire Ron English before he hired Bob Diaco prior to the 2020 season. That didn't work out. He got in English this last year. And, again, now English looks like he probably would be the guy that calls the defense if, indeed, Brad Lambert leaves as these reports are speculating. And we're talking with uh, Tom Deanhart here, goldenblack.com, on our Hammerhead hotline. Let's turn our attention to uh, spring ball, which will be honest before we know it. Um, now that the bowl game is over, uh, look, there are guys jumping in the portal. I mean, I think there were guys jumping in the portal on game day. <laughs> but, you know, it, that's neither here nor there. Guys are gone. Guys are declaring for the draft. I, I know there's been a, a couple additions there. Um, so going into spring here, where do you feel like Purdue has these needs now? They've addressed some in the portal, but obviously when these guys take off and uh, go to the draft or whatever, that can mess around with things. So uh, is Purdue particularly vulnerable in some places? Uh, where do they need to go shopping in the portal for? Right now they've got nine guys that have jumped in the portal. And honestly, Jared... There's only one significant loss, at least in my mind. That was that was Jack Plummer, who is going to go to Cal, where he's supposed to start. Otherwise, the guys that have jumped in the portal, you know, I don't think their departure is going to impact the roster significantly. Um, as far as portal and portees, or guys who are going to recruit out of the portal, um, you know, we found out when we were in Nashville at the running back that they had committed from uh, – Cal is not going to come to Purdue. Christopher Brooks. That was a that was a disappointment for the staff. I think a lot of people thought maybe he was going to start at running back. So uh, expect Purdue. I think to look for another running back out of the portal. And the other position I think they're still shopping at is offensive line. I think they would like to get a tackle. They've already got a guard, Sione Finau from Florida International, who I think is going to start. 
in Tyler Witt's right guard spot, but I think they would like to get a tackle. I know they have an off route to a kid from Sacred Heart, an All-American. So, uh, again, that's a, that's a position I think they would like to bolster. And Jeff Brom always says, too, Jared, if he could find another quality defensive lineman, he certainly would take him. I think they're happy with where they're at right now at that spot, though. So they've added three cornerbacks. They've added Leo, two receivers. they got the running back early in Samson James and the guard. So, again, running back, offensive tackle, in my mind, would be the two highest priorities for Purdue out of the portal. Tom Deanhart from uh, GoldenBlack.com on with us. By the way, Tom has a, a great article just posted up uh, earlier today on Golden Black for you members of the uh, projected depth chart on offense going forward and take a look at it for yourself. Uh, Tom, another thing we're starting to talk about here is uh, Pro Day, right? I, I mean, I know it's not going to be set just yet, but there are several guys that uh, will go through that process. I mean, we know about George, we know about David Bell, but I know there's a couple other guys here. It's... it's uh, uh, it's interesting. I think there's a lot of intriguing guys that could be late-round guys that could make a difference on some NFL rosters. Um, are you hearing any buzz on Purdue players outside of David Bell and George Karloftis in the pro ranks? I haven't really fished around in that uh, in that pool just yet. Um, you're right. Some of these guys are, are probably already training at their respective uh, designated training facilities as we speak. We talked to Xander Horvath when we were in Nashville. He's going to go train down in Florida. I'm sure Carl Office was going to Texas. So, again, these guys go to the specialized um, facilities that help them prep you know, for the combine and pro days and whatnot. Um, you know, uh, we know about Bell, again, probably a second or third round pick, and Carl Office probably a first rounder. Then you got Horvath, and uh, I think Demarcus Mitchell is a guy that's going to still intrigue the scouts. He was—he just kind of never filled, fulfilled his potential. We saw it in the Music City, but what he could really be, the impact he had in that game, the physical freak, and I think just his, just his potential alone and his physique are going to give him an opportunity. Um, a late-round pick, just like Horvath. Horvath thinks, he'll, again, he'll be a late-rounder, maybe a priority free agent. After that, I see more long-shot guys. I don't see Tyler Witt getting drafted. I don't see uh, – I'd be surprised if Jalen Alexander was or Dedrick Mackey, honestly. Uh, I don't know if I'm missing anybody, but I think those are the top the parties. You know, Jackson, Andrew, he may get a look at a camp at the most. So, um, again, Karloftis Bell, Marcus Mitchell, uh, Xander Horvath, in my mind are the guys most likely to hear their names called, I think, when it comes to the draft. Tom Deanhart, get goldenblack.com, an excellent resource for uh, all this stuff, uh, even during the offseason here. Tom and you know Brian Newbert, they do such a great job of keeping on top of all this stuff. and Just a tremendous season, buddy. Uh, it, it's been a pleasure talking with you during Brian the whole went. thing. I mean, holy smokes, this was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Yeah, again, like you said, I didn't, I didn't even think about pro days. That's, that'll be here before we know it. And, you know, Since Jeff Brom's been at Purdue, they've started spring football really early, like the last week of February. So we'll be, we, if they, I'm, I'm guessing they're going to do it again. I haven't asked if they've got a date peg, but they've started that last week of February. So we could be having, <laughs> we could be less than two months away from spring football, if you believe it. <laughs> no, I can believe it, man. That's the way it goes these days. But uh, you know what? I love it because I love uh, being Me able too. to go to goldenblack.com, read the articles, and, and talk with you football. It's always, you know, so much fun, buddy. Uh, it, it's been a hell of a season, and uh, I know – 
even brighter things on the horizon for this squad. It's a bunch of fun talking about it. I know the listeners love talking uh, about it and, and listening to what you have to say about it. And man, I'm just lucky to have you on the program. It's been a heck of a year, Tom. And uh, you're not going anywhere, buddy. You better be. Don't you go in the portal? All right, you stay around here because I love talking with you. All right, nobody wants me, Jerry. I appreciate your time, buddy. Be good, and we'll be talking. <laughs> Take care, buddy. All right, Tom Deanhart, GoldenBlack.com. All right, hang tight. We'll come back. We got more of the Hammer Down Show coming up next on 